Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of CX Beats, where we give you the lowdown on everything to go with customer experience. Joining us today is Maxim, who is Senior Sales Manager here at Edna. Hi, Maxim, and welcome to our show. Hi, Svetlana. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. And let's get going with today's topic. Today, I wanted to explore what it takes for a business to actually implement a new communication channel like WhatsApp or Viber to their customer service mix. You know, we've, we have discussed in many of our past episodes about how it's important for business to be available on as many digital touch points as it's possible or feasible for their business. And today, I wanted to get down to the reality of it. Well, the topic itself is very interesting and relevant. On paper, everyone says new channels are important, and they sure are. But implementing all these possible channels isn't something that companies should strive for. For some of them, investing in these channels may result in unexpected situations. To benefit the organization, companies should be very clear about several things like what business needs do these channels serve, what are the limitations these channels have, which companies need to be mindful of, and so on. Only then they can move forward. Right. Uh, I think a good place to start is to define their target audience. Who are their target audience? Are they existing customers or potential ones? And how do they prefer to communicate with the business? What's the location? As you know, WhatsApp works well in some markets while Viber is more popular in others. Knowing all this goes a long way in helping businesses understand which channel to implement, I think. That's right. And as I mentioned before, it's crucial to understand the limitations of each channel, what they can and they cannot offer to businesses. For example, uh, WhatsApp business channel is an amazing customer care tool. However, you are not able to send advertising messages that are non-templated, while with Viber business messages you are. Having said that, WhatsApp business platform is a great tool that definitely shouldn't be ignored. WhatsApp has outstanding monthly active user base of 2 billion users. WhatsApp notifications have, just think about it, a 98% open rate. Now compare it with emails or SMS, which makes it the best tool to reach your customers directly in the most personalized way possible. Organizations can also have chatbots installed have their option to enable automated messaging, send out broadcast messages to thousands, tens, hundreds of thousands of users simultaneously. WhatsApp provides the opportunity for businesses to verify its profile and make it official by getting like green tick that I'm sure you've seen like many times. That ensures credibility to your customers. Companies can also send transactional and promotional messages too. Viber actually is like very similar to WhatsApp and is a great tool to have as well. Talking about WhatsApp business API or Viber business messages, are they available to individuals? Say, I am individual. Can I use the WhatsApp business API Viber messages for business? Well, actually, these accesses are only available to legal entities. You must have a business website with an official business name, an email ID, a phone number, and much more. Uh, to request this access, businesses need to go through a company verification process directly with Meta, with the owner of WhatsApp. 
when we talk about legal entities, what kind of companies can use instant messages channel? Are there any restrictions about what kind of companies can use WhatsApp? As you may know, WhatsApp has its own clear set of rules of what kind of companies can use it. It has a restriction for those who are engaged in debt collection, dating sites or dating services, cryptocurrencies, gambling, betting, etc. Some of these restrictions are definitely justified, like weapons, drugs, and gambling. Others, however, might sound quite confusing, like contact lenses, weeks, food supplements, etc. I myself don't see any harm in them. In general, all template messages must adhere to WhatsApp commerce policies. Mm -hmm. And what about Viber? Does it have similar restrictions? Yes. Viber also restricts certain types of businesses, like political parties or organizations, gaming businesses, or online currency trading, online and offline casino businesses, brands selling alcohol or tobacco. And that's is not a full list, so a company needs to check it in advance. Hmm. Okay, and uh, I have another question. Is it necessary to take uh, consent to receive mailings from the user if he himself was the first to initiate the chat? No. Actually, this is the thing WhatsApp is very serious about, not to disturb its customers. To prevent or at least minimize this, they have made opt-ins mandatory. Customers must consent to receiving messages from businesses before the businesses can actually start sending them any messages. Okay, and what are the different ways in which businesses can get opt-ins in this case? Well, there are many ways, actually. They can send SMS to their customers, uh, notifying that they are now available on WhatsApp. Also, they can add the WhatsApp icon to their website that customers can click in and give their consent. They can also collect opt-ins during like customers' calls via like interactive uh, voice response flow. Another way to gain consent is in-person meetings. It's also very important to provide clear instructions from how people can opt out from receiving uh, specific categories of messages and honor these requests. And the opt-in is also necessary for Viber business messages, right? Yeah, it's actually quite similar to WhatsApp opt-in methods. And is it possible to check if there is a person in WhatsApp or Viber or not without sending a message? Well, actually not really. Uh, what we suggest here is a cascade option when you can send the messages via a fallback channel in case the WhatsApp message fails to deliver. So let's say if your customer is not reachable on Viber and the message fails to deliver, it can always be sent via SMS. Mm -hmm. Okay. And is it possible to use cookie of visitors to the organization's website for further personalization mailing to customers via messengers? Well, you see, broadcasts in WhatsApp and Viber are made using the subscriber's phone number. If you can use cookies to store the interconnection phone number, any other customer data needed, uh, then it is, this is possible, basically. Uh, so this is on customer side, not on the side of an API provider. Mm -hmm. Got it. Thank you. And could you please shed some light on what all a business should know before they start using the WhatsApp business platform? From what I know, it doesn't support voice or video calls. If the customer tries to make call, they will simply not find the, the phone icon. 
Also, the WhatsApp group feature is not supported. Uh, then uh, WhatsApp message forwarding is not supported. Also, WhatsApp messages cannot be replied to in the thread. And businesses can send session messages to customers only after a customer initiated the message. Moreover, this session's message can be sent by business to customer only till 24 hours of the customer sending a message. Uh, so a lot of restrictions. <laughs> uh, did I miss something? Uh, well, you actually covered quite a few things. Uh, what I can add here is that highly structured messages, which are templated messages, can only be uh, up to 1,000 characters long. However, session text messages can be up to 4,000 and a bit more characters long. Also, it's not possible to add a working hyperlink to the templates. Besides, uh, the maximum file size that can be sent is 100 megabytes, while maximum image size is only five. And the customer also cannot delete a message. Uh, they are sending to business. Mm -hmm. Got it. Uh, okay, and what are the limitations of messages in Viber? Are they the same or not? Uh, well, for, for Viber, uh, the maximum number of characters allowed for rich messages is up to 1,000 characters. Uh, about the file size, uh, it's about uh, 25 megabytes. And then there are limitations in company name. It can be up to 20 characters only. Mm. I need to keep company name short in this case. <laughs> Uh, are, there, sure. are there any limits of messages per second for WhatsApp or Viber? For example, if you have a huge database, will you be able, how, how many messages will you be able to send per second? Well, uh, for Viber business platform, uh, the cloud API supports up to 80 combined sent and received messages per second, including text and media messages, mm -hmm. and up to 500 messages per second on demand. Uh, you can also request a phone number transfer uh, at throughout of up to 500 messages per second. For Viber business messages, the broadcast API is used to send messages uh, to multiply uh, recipients with a rate limit of 500, 500 requests sorry, in a 10-second window. Also, uh, there might be limits inside the business itself, uh, limits of email to export if there are no API connections, budget limits, in example, the paper sent message for WhatsApp, Viber, SMS, and even for email marketing. Mm -hmm. You see, uh, the majority of subscription plans uh, depends on number of recipients, among other things. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Uh, I also wanted to ask you about integration. Is it important for business to consider a WhatsApp, Viber, and CRM integration? Well, uh, you see, uh, integration is important because it allows uh, a business's WhatsApp channel to leverage information already contained from their CRM. All triggered messages can be sent only if the CRM is connected to WhatsApp via an API. Mm -hmm. You can automate communication, create trigger marketing and service messages, leverage hyper-segmentation here as well. What can you do without API integration? Well, without integration, businesses can still do some things like sharing broadcast messages with customers. They can assign tags for better audience segmentation and make variables uh, to make messages much more personalized. But integration is a must if they want to get more out of these messenger channels, of course. 
And which companies uh, do you think need API integration the most? Well, you see, uh, typically, the bigger the company, the more they need an integration, since they have a much larger data database. So it's harder to do a segmentation and personalization manually. Could you please explain how API on WhatsApp works? Well, as you may know, API stands for Application Programming Interface. It integrates exclusive features for companies that the official WhatsApp business version doesn't have. In contrast to WhatsApp business app, the API doesn't come with its own front-end interface. So businesses must integrate WhatsApp business API's endpoint to their customer communication software to receive and answer unlimited WhatsApp messages from their customers in generating an exponential growth of sales. But WhatsApp business API is not available directly to companies. So you need to apply through the WhatsApp official partner in order to get the integration. That's where companies like Edna come in. Uh, we are the official provider of the WhatsApp business platform in addition to other solutions. So what we do is provide the API that integrates business application. Yes, right. And there is so much a WhatsApp official partner can actually provide to customers. Large-scale server and hosting, onboarding support and development, security in sending and receiving messages via use of encryption and HTTPS protection, real-time monitoring of conversations, the ability to send a large quantity of messages. And as you know, an official partner with access to the API eliminates the risk that your account might be blocked for breaking WhatsApp user rules. Yeah, there are quite a few benefits to be sure. I think previously the only way to cause the WhatsApp API was through an on-premise API and the BSP-owned servers, right? Yes, but since May 2022, businesses can get WhatsApp Cloud API access and host their API directly from Meta. And how about Viber? Well, for Viber, it more or less works the same, actually. Great, thank you. I had another question. How can a business check if their customers are actually satisfied with the messages they send? I think there are some quality ratings by watching one can determine the effectiveness of the messages being sent, right? Yes, <laughs> actually there are various well-known metrics such as customer satisfaction rate, but as you know, uh, Meta offers phone quality rating and status. This quality rating is determined by a combination of factors. This includes the number of blocks by customers, the frequency of outbound messages, and the response time as well. Uh, there are three quality ratings, like high, medium, and low. That's pretty simple. A change in quality rating might affect your phone number status. And there are five actual statuses in total. It's spending, offline, connected, flagged, and restricted. For flagged, uh, means that the quality rating reaches uh, the lowest level and for restricted means that company has reached their messaging limit while having them poor quality ratings. Besides, uh, there are quality ratings for messages templates as well. Uh, it also helps businesses to understand the efficiency of messaging and react if there are any issues with quality. Oh, thank you, Max, so for such a comprehensive answer. Thank you for sharing all this valuable information with our viewers. I'm sure this conversation will work as a premiere in your journey towards implementing these channels. 
And we have come to the end of our show today. And I promise we will be back with another new episode very soon. Thank you, Max, for joining. Thanks, Edwana. Looking forward to being on the show again. Bye, guys. Bye.